Hello and welcome to the Holy Smokes podcast. <laughs> I was, uh, hey Nate. <laughs> yeah. I was I was listening to our last episode, at least like the first half, just earlier today, and I just can't get out of my mind our intro from last time. That was perfect. I don't know why. The holy flawless. The holy pokes smodcast. Holy pokes. <laughs> yeah. I um <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but I got it this yeah. time, so we're good. We're good. We we did we you got it this time. Good job. Uh how's it going, bud? Going pretty good. It's not raining anymore, but it's gonna start again. So there's that. And that sucks. I just want it to I just want it to stop. I really want it to stop. But it's hot right now. Like it's warm. It's warm in my place. I'm wearing shirts for the first time in a really long time, um, okay, but like okay. apparently it's gonna rain Saturday, so it like doesn't even matter. Um, no. The no. the weather here is just too out of control. But you know, like something at least that I do is like when it starts towards like the end or middle of like a rainy season, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so ready for the hot weather, mm-hmm. and then summer comes along, and and then like halfway yeah. through, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so ready for the rain yeah. and cold weather. Yeah, just never it, satisfied. No, no, that's what happens when you're spoiled by California <laughs> weather. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so can I just say, before we get started off on anything, a few, uh, maybe it was last week or the week before that, I posted on Instagram a picture of something called white whiskey, right? And I sent you a picture as I was buying it. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I didn't even know how to react to it. Like, it looked interesting, and then I thought about it, and I was like, that doesn't look right to me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I bought a bottle. Uh, I tried it out. I did a little bit of research. I, so first of all, I tried it out, and it it, it wasn't great, right? And I, I think what I was just really expecting was whiskey, and it's nothing like whiskey. It What it is, actually, it's it's not aged whiskey. Uh, oh. For them to call so it whiskey, they have to it's rubbing alcohol. It a... That's what it looked like. <laughs> it looked ba- like a bottle of it, rubbing alcohol. It's basically moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can, you can turn that into a really, really nice Molotov cocktail if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. So, like, for them to call it whiskey, I think they have to put it in a cask. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has to go in a barrel, but mm-hmm. I think they just take it right out of the they barrel just, because... <laughs> <laughs> it just goes straight to bottle. <laughs> like terrible. They, they put it in the barrel, they're like, all right, five minutes, like, we're good to go. <laughs> And so I have this whole bottle in our kitchen of white whiskey, uh-huh. and so today I made an old-fashioned with tons of simple syrup just to try and cover uh. the flavor. To try and cover the flavor. You just basically have sugar water right now. You have sugar basically. alcohol. Yeah and, yeah, and so that's what I'm having tonight. That's like the... <laughs> Jeez. That sounds terrible. It's pretty good. I mean, the, the, the simple syrup is amazing yeah i bet i bet it's i bet it's awesome yeah maybe you can you might be able to make something like look up google like white not white is it white whiskey or clear whiskey yeah white yeah white whiskey yeah look up like white whiskey cocktails and see if you can find it and there's like nothing that really interested me (laughs) google cannot (laughs) i mean there was stuff but there was like eh. (coughs) anyways uh yeah yeah um what are you having i'm still having the 
um, whiskey cider. I'm trying to finish it off. Still because, having, yeah, from last um, week. Yeah, from I'm still having the same the one. same glass. It's the same <laughs> glass. No, I'm just trying to finish it off. I there's like not a whole lot left. Um, and then I added. I don't. I got it. I got this as a gift. I've never heard of it, but it said like whiskey topper. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot about this this item. I want to say it's supposed to be like bitters, but it's not. So I, I just put like a little bit, and I really just want to use it all so so I can like have that little mini bottle, so I can like <laughs> put okay because like I want to start making my own um, bitters, and like the bottle is like a perfect size for it. So I'm hoping to just use it all up, and then I can just keep the the bottle for like stuff that I make. Um, and then I've yeah. also been making like pre-made bottles for of old fashions. I've just been using like the tiny little like liquor bottles that like I would yeah, get yeah, as yeah. like gifts and stuff for the for Christmas. I sound like an alcoholic, but um, I, do, I, I I do I really do right. Um, but I was like, oh, let me just reuse these in case like I don't feel like making a drink. I just have a pre-made one already. I wonder what people think about that. I think it's fine, but I wonder if like there are some like bartenders out there or like yeah it's from the it's kind of enthusiasts from. yeah they're like ooh, heresy yeah 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 <laughs> it's not um i wouldn't normally do it but if, if in case or not in case but like if there if there's like i want to drink i don't want to make it i've got like just these two little mini bottles um just in case mm. yeah mm -hmm. that's fun yep cool so last time we talked about um uh, well, we promised to talk about in this episode. We promised mm -hmm. to talk about uh, um, Lent. Lent, and you were, you said last week that you were going to save a rant. I am about. <laughs> Ash I have a Wednesday. lot of I have a lot of opinions, a lot right, of gonna, strong opinions. I just got out of this training at work, and we started like talking about facilitating conversations. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tie. I'm going to time box you. I'm going to give you two minutes. That's well, it. Oh, no. Two <laughs> minutes? Are you? No. Are you you got to be kidding me. No. No. I'm sorry, but I'm going to I'm gonna bulldoze this conversation. No. Um, we, we should, before that, honestly, like. Sure, well, sure, sure. As to, to give, like, a little bit of context, maybe. Like, it might be yeah. good to talk about what Lent is first. Yes. Good and, idea. um. And then, you know, we can get later on into the, um, like, what... Because uh, some people ask us a few questions um, about some Lenten practices and what they kind of recommend. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are really, really good questions. So um, I think we, we should definitely address those before I go into this thing. I'm, sure. I'm not going to lie. Like, if, if as we're talking, I'm prob I might interject and it's just, it's just going to derail. It's just going to come out. Because <laughs> ah, I, I wait every year. Like, I think it just builds up every year. <laughs> Like I say what I say because like I bring it up, I bring it up during confirmation classes because we talk about it at some point, and then after sure, that it's sure. done. We're done talking about it, and then I think every year it just brews and brews. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So let's talk about just Lent as a whole. Um, for those who maybe don't know what Lent is, or for those who just just in case they want to be reminded of what Lent is, mm -hmm. um, what what is Lent? Mr. Liturgy Dude. I mean, I don't think it's like just a liturgical thing. Like 
there are some liturgical elements to Lent, things that kind of happen. Um, if we're going to talk about liturgy first, then a couple things that you might notice that change well, I guess within... I I guess I say liturgy because, like, we're following a liturgical calendar, right? Okay, and yeah. According to the liturgical calendar, we're in Lent. Okay, right. Um, Lent, it and I, it's kind of hard to say when it starts. It does start on a Wednesday for sure, but sometimes it changes like throughout the year, right? Or not like throughout the year, but like every year. Like, I feel like it's starting late yes. this year, right? Well, it's based off of when Easter is going to be, and Easter, right. and Easter changes every year based on something god we should really know this yeah i don't that, like that part i i don't know i'm like is it because of a leap year i don't know um, <laughs> probably not but um as as far as uh lent and ash wednesday uh lent starts with ash wednesday uh which will be next wednesday and that is uh, march 6th okay um okay. a couple things kind of happen uh, when, that you might notice if you're going into the church on Ash Wednesday or when you start going to Mass. A couple things regarding like the liturgy itself within the church um, do kind of change. You're going to see more of the purple um, altar cloths used. Even the vestments that the priest wears uh, will likely be changed out into the purple. And that the, the purple represents penance because we're entering into a season because this is a season in the liturgical calendar of the church of penance um where we're we're kind of preparing for the um you know the the passion death and resurrection of jesus or the paschal mystery and which will then go into easter but a, lo a lot of this preparation the the penance you know we're doing you know penance um, almsgiving, all of that is in preparation for, you know, the, the, the passion, death and re resurrection of Jesus. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to kind of like expand on that or? Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's, uh, I, I think it's also worth mentioning that, um, aside liturgically, and I know that you wanted to say, um, I asked you to talk about liturgically what happens, but mm -hmm. it also, um, it echoes and mimics the 40 days that Jesus right. spent mm -hmm. uh, in the desert to be tempted. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, in this season of Lent, liturgically enter into the desert with him. Right. So enter into sort of a time of penance. Um, again, sort of echoing back to the liturgy and how there's no flowers, for example, and mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, uh, and and uh, part, some parts are, I don't say removed, but omitted during the mass right yes so for example things that are omitted during the mass which also happens uh fun fact also in advent mm -hmm. is um the gloria the gloria is yep. not said on sundays which is normally said um on days outside of like um uh, easter or not easter outside of lent or advent or some other um some other days where it's more penitential in its, mm -hmm. in its spirit um another thing that's omitted uh, at times um at least in the novus ordo not in the traditional Latin mass mm -hmm. are the bells. Yep. So in, in the Novus Ordo, for example, there's a, um, a decreased use of bells. Mm -hmm. um, although in the traditional Latin mass, the bells are very pivotal in, in, in the um, celebration of the mass and, and mean something, something very significant. So they actually don't omit the bells during the mass. Yeah. Um, purple 
is added. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, what are some other things? I said I already said the Gloria, right? Yeah. Um, in the Novus Ordo, we no longer say the Alleluia. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, yes, the Alleluia is the saved, gospel. right, and that's saved until Easter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, uh, in the traditional Latin Mass, uh, there is uh, more like a a uh, verse that is said before the gospel. Um, mm-hmm. I'd have to look into my missal whether or not Alleluia is part of those verses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it is not. So even yeah. the the reference to Alleluia is actually omitted. This is mm-hmm. actually, I think, Lent uh, for 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 me is lent and also the um the triduum and easter are just really sh- show the beauty of the catholic liturgy mm-hmm. uh and if you're interested at all anyone out there who's interested in understanding like what liturgy what difference liturgy makes in worship you know like versus like going to church and just singing songs and and just listening to someone talk but the but the the form of the liturgy and the way it's celebrated, go to a um, go to a uh, Holy Thursday Mass. Yeah, it's be a little longer, right? Prepare a for little. prepare for that. <laughs> a little is an um, understatement, <laughs> right? Or a Easter Vigil Mass. You yeah, know, like all those things are so beautifully representative of like what the liturgy is meant to do for us as faithful yeah and well as we get closer to those we'll definitely talk about them i i really like doing the easter vigil mass even though it it is longer and there are more readings um but it's i think it personally it's it's worth it um because you're it only happens like once a year you know and for what's what's it's in anticipation of is worth it i think i think it like kind of drives the message and like that anticipation of easter even even more and and you get to ring your own bells yes yeah yeah Yeah. i bought my own (laughs) (laughs) um cool so that's lent uh and the reason i sort of jumped back earlier when nate was like oh like if we base it on off liturgy is because really the celebrations of the church are really based off the liturgical calendar right Mm -hmm. like so Right. Uh, Lent and the the life of a Christian is really centered around like these various celebrations or mm-hmm. or things or seasons like that. Yeah. Um. So, in line with Lent is there are some practices that we do, mm-hmm. right? And there are some things that Christians, uh, baptized Catholics, are obliged to do. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about that, Nate? Yeah. So one. It does start on Ash Wednesday, okay? And there are a couple things that with that. Um, as far as uh, the rules of fasting and abstinence, uh, we're talking about fasting. Um, fasting is, according to the church, and I actually have the like the uh, fancy canon, um, canon law of this. And and when we're talking about like fasting and abstinence, abstinence like abstinence, we're talking about um, not partaking in um, meat. And that does include, we're talking about meat, it includes like beef, um, chicken, turkey, um, basically not fish, like, um, and that's why you, that's why you kind of see, you're going to start seeing it now. You're going to see a lot of fast food restaurants offering 
the um like the fish combos like mcdonald's is already starting to do it uh yeah. we actually just got it from wendy's yesterday they have their alaskan cod highly recommend super good um but you're you're gonna start seeing that i know other places are gonna do like their fish tacos all of those things are gonna be super advertised right now because they know that catholics cannot have um meat on ash wednesday um, and all Fridays of Lent. And so that's the thing. Um, we we can't... Uh, Catholics are um, are obliged to refrain from having meat on Ash Wednesday mm-hmm. and all Fridays of Lent and mm-hmm. Good Friday. However, right. however... Asterisks. If... The feast of Saint Joseph happens to fall on a Friday, which I don't know if it does, but because it's um, I will find out. Yeah, yeah, find out if it's a, if it's on a Friday because it's a solemnity. Um, we technically don't have to. It is on a Tuesday. Ah, not even close. Darn. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so um, looking at what like the like. Uh, what canon law says like canon 250 or uh, 1250 um, all fridays um at the time of lent are penitential days um and then abstinence uh eating meat or other food according to the prescription of the conference of bishops is to be observed on uh fridays throughout the year actually unless they are solemnities saint joseph would be Mm -hmm, a good mm -hmm. example um abstinence and fast days are to be observed on ash wednesday and on the Friday of the Passion and Death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, and then it goes further into um, <clears throat> all persons who have completed their fourteenth year are bound by the law of abstinence. Okay, and all adults eighteen years or older are bound by the law of fasting. Okay, wait, is it eighteen? So remind, yeah. So remind me again. Yeah. Remind me what days. Within the season of Lent, we have to fast. In season of Lent, when we have mm-hmm. to fast. Okay, so that is going to be... Okay, yeah, good, good one. Fasting is Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Mm-hmm. And yep. so you're going to be doing both. You're going to be fasting and abstaining. But again, the the rules only apply for fasting if you're 18 years to 59 years of age. Okay. Yep. Um, and I believe also if you're pregnant, um, because... You you know, baby needs nutrients and all that. Um, the rules are are kind, are kind of different. I don't believe that you have to um, follow. Uh, if if for reasons of health, right, or some inability on your part through no fault of your own mm-hmm. that you have to eat. If you're sick, things like mm-hmm. that, uh, yes. you are not obliged. Uh, right. If, if it um, bears some unnecessary burden on you for some some reason or another it's it's perfectly fine and i would recommend if you have any questions about that please 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 ask your your parish priest mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, so so abstinence you said friday every friday of lent actually mm-hmm. every friday um mm-hmm. which i think we mentioned like in a previous episode as well um fasting and abstinence on an ash wednesday and good friday and and fasting what is that for me? Bread and water? Is that what is what 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 does fasting mean in the church today? Um, as far as fasting goes, yeah. So like as far as fasting, um, that's basically you can have one full meal, and then mm-hmm. two smaller portions that do not equal to one whole meal. 
-hmm. So like for me, like I could have my one full meal and then like I could have two smaller portions throughout the day. Right. But like like the the idea is to also to try to like not to snack in between as much as possible. Um if you're <laughs> if you have like some sort of work to where like you have to um like if like do like a lot of physical labor. Super like yeah, la yeah. laborious work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then you know the, the church doesn't want you to pass out and you know because you're not eating. No, absolutely not. Um, but if you if you are able to, then yeah, the, those are what the the limitations are. Yeah, so <laughs> I've been given a lot of flack for uh, <laughs> the whole sharing of our Good Friday endeavors when we shared it that first episode. <laughs> Are all you can eat sushi? Oh, no, 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 no! That's not good. Uh, so obviously, like there are things that you can do to sort of cheat, right? Cheat the like the rules of Lent. Well, like a whole meal, all you can eat sushi. Let's yeah, like that's that. one whole meal, right? Yeah. So it, I think it's important to to understand. Um, maybe visit just for a second, like why why we as Catholics fast, mm -hmm. and 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 it isn't because food is bad, right? Right. Food is good. If it wasn't good, God wouldn't make it taste good. So and good. Thank, yeah. Thank God it tastes so good. Yeah. Like favorite food for me, Chinese food. Love it. Right. Yeah. Um, what's yours, Nate? <laughs> oh man. All of them. <laughs> yeah, like, geez, I don't know anymore. I, I mean, sushi for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Chinese food, sushi, it, it all tastes good. So like, we're not saying the food is bad, right? The spirit of fasting and fasting in general isn't so that you can give up a bad thing. Right. It's so that you can. It's that you can put off or sacrifice a thing that is good, and holy, and even necessary. For something greater, which is for a little while, right, you offer up what is good in order to temper your own flesh, mm -hmm. right, to encourage the growth of, of meditation and reflection mm -hmm. just for a little while. And that is in order to strengthen your will. Right. Because what what St. Alphonsus Liguori says and, and the fathers of the church say and a lot of saints say is by us as humans denying now willingly what is good and, some, mm -hmm. and necessary makes it easier later on for us to deny those things which are, which are not good right. and unnecessary. So think of think of fasting not as a not as a like like super hard chore but think of it as a spiritual push-up mm -hmm. right a push-up first isn't going to be easy but it makes you stronger and a day of fasting isn't going to be easy but it strengthens your will and mm -hmm. that's what the church is trying to do really in the season of lent it's putting you into a 40-day boot camp to say hey like let's revisit where we are spiritually y yeah 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 yeah. And then and then the next day when you go to In and Out, it just makes it so much better. Just or so midnight. much more worth it. Yeah. At like you're right at the stroke <laughs> of midnight, right? I used to do that. I used to wait like like eleven fifty five. I'm gonna <sighs> if I go to In and Out right now, I'm gonna make like, it. Um so I don't, like it'll I don't be, do that anymore though. It'll be like in the past what it was, it was like eleven fifty nine. 
and 20 seconds and i would uh-huh. start the microwave for my corn dog <laughs> so that in 20 <laughs> seconds my corn dog is ready it's like ready to go you're you're ready to go yeah you know what i used to do like i i don't know how this happened <laughs> I don't know how I'm this scandalizing happened, but people. like, yeah, okay, but this this might be worse. Um, <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but this is not a thing because I worry like if it happened to me when I was like learning about the faith and I was practicing it. Like, um, I I think at one point, and if anybody's doing this, don't because it's not true. You shouldn't. But um, if you if you like went to evening mass and. If you did like your liturgy of the hours, like your vespers and your uh, uh, coupling, because because it's because technically, it, because technically the day was over, you could uh, you could then have meat if you finished it. And I was like, that's what I thought for I think for one year, and then um, I think like a priest was all like, no, no. <laughs> he's all like, what day is it? <laughs> Uh, yeah 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 yeah. so um it, it doesn't matter like what if you go to an evening mass if you do your you know the liturgy of the hours and you do your vespers your coupling like it doesn't matter at all it's just it 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 all has to do with time and don't be mm-hmm. like oh well it's uh well in new york uh they're three hours ahead so technically it's 12 o'clock like no it doesn't matter mm-hmm. at all none mm-hmm. of that is is valid at all yeah um yeah and so, um, um, when Ash Wednesday starts, um, oh, here we go, is... here we go. Here's the Ash Wednesday <laughs> because, rant. I've been waiting okay, all week for this because when a couple things like I, I, I teach confirmation class, and you know, mm-hmm. part of confirmation and and even teaching Holy Communion classes. You know, you you get the whole um, <laughs> you you get these questions centered around like Ash Wednesday, and we we make it a point to teach that like okay, this is what you should do, this is what you don't. And uh-huh. um, I remember one year, it, like this, this is why there's like so much like misunderstood about Ash Wednesday. Um, I'll go back to what the <laughs> to what one of these kids said, but like mm-hmm. yes, it's Ash Wednesday, but it is probably the black friday for catholics because because (laughs) the lines are so long the lines are so long to like either get into the church or to get into the ashes and it's it's not even i think i said this in the last episode like it's not even a holy day of obligation go i'm going but it's not even a holy day of obligation but people treat it as if it is and i remember something that someone told me and I've never forgotten this ever since. But uh, um, a buddy of mine was all like, hey, when you go to Mass and you see the lines for the ashes versus the lines for communion, you tell me which one's, lo- which one's longer. And I was all like, what? And I didn't understand it at the time. And when he told me, like when I went to Mass and I saw it, I was like, what the heck? Like more people were in line for like the ashes and for Holy <laughs> Communion. And I was all like, the point, like the, the ashes like people we we treat them like as if there's some sort of like magic or something like that like it does something and like the the most important thing at that mass is not the ashes it does it is good to commemorate you know that you are dust and unto dust you you shall return and that's what they will say to you when you get your ashes or something to or something to that effect right like i know that the old right um i don't like to say the old right but the traditional right is 
uh, you are dust and unto dust you shall return, right? And I think mm-hmm. in the Novus Ordo, we, we hear things like uh, repent and believe in the gospel, right? And mm-hmm. so um, while all those things are nice and all, but like the ashes themselves, um, if you guys didn't know what the ashes are, like they're, they are the burnt palm palm branches from palm sunday of the previous year i had to explain that to a student one year because he said he asked me a question during class he said hey um what what are what are the ashes made out of and i was like oh well it's the 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 burnt palms uh from palm sunday he's like oh man thank god and i was like why he's like my grandma told me that they're from dead people and i was like (laughs) what He's like, yeah, I've been afraid to go to Ash Wednesday my whole life because he thought that like there were the remains of cremated people and that he was going to get like a dead person on his forehead. Yeah. Excuse me, bro. You got some dead people on your forehead. Yeah, I was like, hey, you got... And and he was like, like, that's what his grandma told him. And I was like, I don't know if she is like the greatest comedian of all time or if that's like what she really believes. But I was like, oh my gosh, no. So I told him like what is and he was totally fine. So for the record, for anyone listening who might think Ash Wednesday is the spreading of dead people on your forehead. It's not. We are here. Holy Smokes podcast confirming it is not dead people not dead people you're fine yeah and (laughs) it's just like it 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 just kind of blew my mind and that's great like from it it, and and i remember one time this priest told us a story and this is like what what really made me upset one time ash wednesday had ended like all the the services and everything that were done like the church provided like i think eight different six to eight different times that you could have come to to get ashes okay and the priest is you know he closes down the church after a long day of you know celebrating the masses and all that stuff goes you know to the to the (laughs) home to his home that that yeah that that that's you know attached you know to the to the church the rectory the rectory and he you know gets a knock at like like 10 30 or something like a frantic knock at his door and he's like what the heck's going on here he opens the door it's some lady asking for the ashes she's like please like i i, I could i did i couldn't um uh, my husband couldn't come to get the ashes and he's looking around he's like where's your husband and she's like oh well he couldn't he couldn't come here but he really really needs it he needs the ashes you know he's you know he's he's you know he has a drinking problem he has all of this and and Wouldn't and the priest be- was and the priest was like ma'am Ashes are not going to help your husband, and just close the door. And 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 and, she, and he's all and he he said something like uh, other like something else. He was like, "This this is not magic." So yeah. your your what? your church, you're like he's he told her your husband needs to go to mass, yeah. not just on Ash Wednesday, and you just can't bring ashes to him because all it really is. And I'm not trying to like degrade what it is, but I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna say exactly what it is. It really is blessed ash it doesn't have like a magic power or anything like that um it's it to me it it's like having like you know it's like holy water but a different substance and you put it on your forehead just like holy water but like we can't we cannot i we can't treat it as if that is the most important thing when you're going to receive your ashes and i totally understand that if 
if you're not able to get the ashes because of or, or you're not able to like stay for mass because of work like that's totally understandable right. i totally get that and i'm kind of in that boat too um i will try my best to stay for communion or if i can go to mass where they just distribute communion like i'll try to do that also but like it's i i'm just like man like we i think that we can do better as catholics you know, to have like a better understanding as to like what Ash Wednesday really is instead of treating it um, like the like this, like that day as if that's the only day that you have to go to until Easter. Right. Because yeah. because what I see and, and you can't and you can't really tell me like it's not. Oh, it's only here. It's everywhere. Like, oh, well, you know, how like how do you know? Because you're not at this church or whatever. I'm like, no, I know. <laughs> and, and it's like the, the the same amount of people that I see at Ash Wednesday are almost the same amount of people that are there for Easter. And it's like, what happened to everybody in between? And the priests usually like in some of the priests that I've, you know, have had to, you know, I've heard homilies from that, you know, do their homilies on Ash Wednesday. They're like, hey, don't just come here for the ashes. Like we want to see you every Sunday and we want to see you at Easter. And when Easter ends, we want to see you after that too. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the priest that got that married, you know, me and my wife, like he, I remember he did that and I was all like, that's right. Like, yes. He's very, very true. Very, very yes, right Father. for saying that. So, yeah. So, okay. I, I mean, think I'm good. I think yeah, I'm good. I'm so good until, that, I'm good until next year. <laughs> that was it. That was, but I'm going to, but like, as soon as I step in, like the church on Ash Wednesday, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> mm. uh, so like, <laughs> So just to kind of recap my good friend Nate here in a more concise way. <laughs> I think I... Is it hot here? It feels hot. It feels hot. <laughs> yeah, it feels warm in just here. Just a little. Just a little. And we're not even in the same place. I know. Um, <laughs> my eyes melted. What Nate is saying is, you know, don't lose the spirit, folks. Don't lose the spirit of, of, of Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is a good thing and ashes are a good thing. But you have to distinguish and you have to remember big S sacraments are mm-hmm. greater and more important than small S sacramentals. sacramentals. Absolutely. Right? Big S sacraments, outward signs of an inward grace instituted by Christ himself, are different from sacramentals, which are articles of faith that are blessed, right? Which help to give us grace. Such Whereas as crucifixes such, rosaries, such crucifixes, rosaries holy water holy water ashes same mm-hmm. same thing right not to say that they're bad or that you don't right. need them the church gives us sacramentals because they're good and holy and yes we should use them at our disposal but not to lose sight of the sacraments that are exactly. more important because you're like Especially, you're selling yourself so short yeah and the eucharist that's jesus right there you know what nate it's so funny because we're so blessed here at um, in in uh, Northern California in the parish that I go to um, that like one time there was a visiting image of Our Lady of Fatima, mm. and gosh, it's such a beautiful image. I love it, and I, I love Our Lady, and so it was so nice to see Our Lady of Fatima right there next to the altar rail. But the priest was so it, he he sort of beautifully said, "Hey, you know, like we know that the image of Our Lady is here." But let's not forget that Jesus is here. Right. Right. And he's like, let's not forget to show Jesus' reverence as as we show this image of Our Lady, um, acts of devotion and acts mm-hmm. of love. 
Yeah. And so often, like, we'll see that people will be, like, all over the place and forgetting, like, that Jesus, like, in the sacrament, big S sacrament is there, and not acknowledge him because of some small S thing that, like, people are frantically misunderstanding about what, like, what its purpose is in the context of the larger, larger celebration or even their faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's it. That's his rant. It was bo- time boxed at two, two minutes. He definitely went for more. I sure did. Um, <laughs> Can't box me in. Cannot box I me think, in. I Wait until Easter safe, comes. <laughs> safe to say, when, when, when we record next year, you can probably just ignore that recording and listen to this one because it's going to be the same thing oh yeah it's totally <laughs> going to be the same thing i can't just, wait just kidding keep tuning in um, <laughs> um so go ahead you know, i was saying we got we did get a couple of really good questions about let actually from some yeah, people yeah, who yeah. have been listening and 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 they were really really good and i've been actually talking to a couple of people about this already and so we thought that we would spend some of the last, um, you know, few minutes that we do have with the podcast uh, talking about some of those, um, some of those questions. So, um, Jerome, do you have, do you have them? Yeah. So I had one. I had one. Um, uh-huh. This is from our brother in Christ, uh, Alphonsus Lucas, who was, you know, first of all, he said, and praise, praise God, you know, like he was like, thank, thank you, Ave Maria. Great episode, guys. And then he says, um, basically, what are your views on revealing Lenten penances to others? Can it lead to some sense of pride if someone says, I'm doing this and that, or I did something good today, etc.? Would revealing or expressing your Lenten penance to another person help you be more accountable if you don't fulfill? And then he sort of goes back and he refers to Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 through 6, um, and this is one of the readings that we will hear on Ash Wednesday. Basically, yep. um, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to like bastardize the um, scripture, but basically, it's it's where he says, you know, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, etc. Um, what are your thoughts, Nate? Yeah. So as far as like sharing out your Lenten practices, it, it's one thing to share what you're doing. It's another thing to brag about it. And I think that if your humility is not, if it's not in place, then it's probably not a good idea to, to really share about it because, you know, you, you can't be like, oh yeah, like I, like I, I fasted all like all day, all week. And it's, and it's like, okay, well, like, good, good for you. Like, did you, like, was that so that you can talk about it and brag about it? Or was that really for like your, your own spiritual growth for the mortification of your senses for the where you're trying to make reparation like all of those things can be done in in silence it's another thing though like if you're sharing so like i i talk to a couple of people like i i I work with um you know some other catholics at my in my office and one thing that like i really do like about ash wednesday is like because uh, you know we hired throughout the year and then i get to see people come into the office and i'm like oh you're catholic too um and it's like kind of cool I'm like oh hey me too it's like, like I got spot the catholic yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, like, oh. And we're like what church did you go to um and so it's, it's it's pretty cool and then like sometimes people will will you know ask like oh like what are you giving up for lent or something like that and like i don't have an issue with sharing it with with say with saying it but i'm not going to say oh well i've done this and i've done this i'll just say just very 
you know, casually like, oh, well, I'm giving up this or I'll be doing this. And right. I, I just try to really keep it because knowing like I, I knowing myself, like I don't want to talk about it too much and then start to seem like I'm trying to be like braggy or holier than thou or something like that, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I can also say that sometimes it can help people because I know some have a hard time with coming up with some sort of like Lenten practice. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've gotten a couple of ideas in previous years from other people that I've heard when like a couple of times I was like, I don't know what I should do this year. And then like uh, uh, talking to some people, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, let me, I think I'm going to do that. I should try that. Right. Yeah. So I, I think um, on the same vein, right? Like what I've seen is sort of like on the same like line of thought, like, oh, you're Catholic too. Oh, you're Catholic too, right? Like mm-hmm. on Ash Wednesday, which is always fun. But yeah. then it sort of turns into, I'm not going to say a game, but mm-hmm. it sort of turns into a like, oh, what'd you give up? What'd you give up? Oh, he gave up this. He gave up mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, and it's weird because like if someone were to ask me, I guess I might share, like, one thing. Oh, I'm doing this. Yeah. Right? Uh, Just to kind of, like, maybe, like, oh, I'm trying to, I don't know, give up sugar. Yeah, because you don't want to, like, if somebody asks you and just be like, oh, I don't want to say. Like, because then you kind of, yeah, because then you're like, oh, sorry. Like, right. Yeah. So, but then also kind of look into yourself, I would say, and... Because what makes an act moral or immoral, aside from the action, which mm-hmm. is important, is the intent. Right. Right. And so, like, what's the intention of you sharing? Right. Like, is it for for praise? Because our Lord says, you know, then good for you. You've received yep. your received reward. reward. Yep. <laughs> right. Um, That's right. But like, what's the intention? And if the intention really is out of just like a sincere sort of desire to share and encourage your your brother in Christ or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. that's great like for example yeah definitely. if i sit if i sit here today and i t- and i and i say hey everyone listening for the next 40 days of lent let's not drink alcohol mm-hmm. like even right now like i'm saying like I, i'm asking myself should i ask nate to edit this out uh, <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, one of the things of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but like so so like what does that mean to us and like yeah uh, and, and do you know what i mean like so like i don't like my my alexa just went off the <laughs> is that what that was anyway, yeah it was <laughs> you really shouldn't say that because if anybody who listens has an alexa it's gonna go off oh, yeah smart. yeah don't do that you're gonna make a lot of a lot of people upset (laughs) (laughs) um anyways so like what's the intention why are you Mm -hmm. doing it um and so like if i'm saying for example hey guys let's give up alcohol right Mm -hmm. like what's my intention behind that am i doing that to like show the world that i'm giving up alcohol Mm-hmm. Am, am I doing that to to encourage my brethren to do a, a hard but possible sacrifice mm-hmm. so that we can be united and and encourage each other? Do you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. As, aside from the actual statement of it, like why are we actually doing it? And and, mm-hmm. and if you're being honest with yourself and you have to be in situations like this, you'll know whether or not you should or shouldn't share. Yeah, I I think sometimes people 
who you know are, are trying to just be careful like oh my like am i you know am i doing the right thing by sharing if somebody asks me i think i think if i think for the most part you're okay if you share with it right you know just as long as you're not you know being really like praggy about it then right. yeah that's when it does kind of uh fall apart there yeah yeah cool so um alfonso's bro we appreciate the question hopefully that answers it I think mm-hmm. ultimately it comes down to intention. It comes yep. down to why you want to do it. Um, but it shouldn't be frowned upon if you do, as long as you're mm-hmm. doing it with the greatest of intentions. Yep. Cool. Uh, we did have another question. It was more of a comment yeah. on a post. Yeah. Um, the um, suggestions for youth? Was that the one? Yes. Resources yeah, yeah. So, and suggestions for on, uh, on Lent for youth. Right. So I did pull up one. Um, if you go to... Uh, what I, I had it right here. Um, Catholic365.com. Uh, they have a list of some ideas for teens and youth. Um, for me, I've recommended a few, like to my uh, confirmation and Holy Communion classes. Um, one of the things that I I always try to recommend, which I I know is like even hard for me and even for like um, youth and young adults, is uh, for Lent, which I did try to do last year. Um, for Lent, not, not having your phone with you um, when you go to bed or, or having it off at a certain time at like nine o'clock. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but if at the very least, don't have your, like not to have your phone with you when you go to bed because like a, a lot of people will go to sleep with their bed, with their, go to sleep with their bed, uh, go to sleep with their <laughs> phone. Like, I know, right? I hope so. I really do. But um, like, They'll, they'll have their phone with them like underneath their pillow or something like that right. and it's it's like the last thing you do when you go to sleep and it's the first thing you check when you when you wake up and so um i i recommended to my classes hey try just to leave it in the living room can you do that and like even the mention of that a lot of people were like i don't know like it, you could yeah. tell it hurt but i said but i said see right there like that because it, it can hurt that much reason, then. <laughs> and and I, I was like that's why you should probably give it up like i was like do you like that might not be a normal reaction because if if your phone if not being with your phone like before you go to sleep which like you're not even gonna have it for like while you're asleep anyways like if it makes you feel that uncomfortable then like there might be something a little off with that so it might so... be a good idea to have it like in the living room or somewhere else where you can't have it until after you wake up and then you can, yeah. I, I, I try to add on top, okay, well, instead of what you would have done, like checking your phone for, you know, probably five to 10 minutes before you go to bed or when you're waking up, right? Dedicate that, that time instead to prayer, you know? Right. And that speaks to sort of the idea that it's not that we want to stop doing things, but we also want to do more. Exactly. Right? So it's like, not yeah. always like giving up, right? Right. Give up, give more. So give up your phone. Bef- um, while going to bed, put a put a rosary there. Put a say Hail Marys until you fall asleep. Do a yeah. meditation, so, something. Do you know what I mean? Like so, uh, just to kind of help increase in the virtue of that particular act. Right, and so like, and this is like, I don't think I'm breaking any of like Lenten penance, like or L- Lenten practices, right? But like, what I what I plan on doing is kind of the same thing, is to not have my phone before I go to sleep. And just I'll have it out in the living room. And instead of just wasting my time on Instagram, watching cat videos, um, I'm going to bust out that book that you got me. And 
and read it. Introduction to Devout Life by exactly. St. Francis de Sales. Exactly. So I get to give up something and then gain something at the same time. That's um, I was talking to um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was saying like, like, how do you feel about things like giving up chocolate? And I'm like, for me now, I don't think that's much of a sacrifice. I think that's a good sacrifice for like, like younger like kids or something like that. Like if you want to try to encourage that kind of thing, you know. But what like, about giving up alcohol? I mean, I think that's that that could totally be a thing. Like, if it's if that if you find that's going to be something hard for you to give up, then maybe you should. I think sometimes those things like that are hard to give up are probably things that you might want to try to offer up during the season mm-hmm. of of Lent. Um, mm-hmm. I personally don't have a problem with it. I've done it one year. Um, I was fine. Like. Um, I, I had I had a lot of money saved up at the very end. I was like, oh man, like uh, like beer's expensive at restaurants. What the heck? Like it really really comes back at you. And I lost weight. Oh like gosh. I felt great at the end. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's go back to that for a second. So again, like although an accident, right? Not the actual intent or uh-huh. object of the act is to lose weight. An accident or secondary like thing that might happen might be you losing weight we're not doing these things yeah not to like lose weight or right no that that. is that is a diet that is not a lenten um (laughs) sacrifice but like i i think i think it should be like appropriate i think it should be appropriate with like your your state of life you know what i'm saying like for me as a 32 year old um giving up just gave your age i know right Um, (laughs) but like but like for for, for somebody like me like giving up candy like that i don't think that's a that is an adequate like sacrifice for me i'm not i'm not mortifying yeah yeah, for me i'm not mortifying a whole lot of uh, um, senses by by doing that but that's just for me but um you also don't want to go on the extreme end like which is something we were kind of talking about earlier with um uh i remember one year i had a buddy of mine who was doing um like no meat and like bread and water um and I was like, okay, uh, wow, that is very, that's good. Sure. Um, but it might be, it just might be a little bit too much. And so um, you, you were saying, you were talking about spiritual director yeah. just real briefly last week. So you can, do you kind of want to mm-hmm. like talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it's very common for people to be like, um, especially if you have a personality like mine. My personality is very sanguine. So it's very like... Um, Go and get them. Like you yeah. want, you set your mind to it a hundred and fifty percent, no matter what, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, um, the problem with that though is like sometimes we need to temper that, and uh, a great way to temper these desires is through bouncing ideas off people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, for ideas of a spiritual nature, it's always helpful to have a spiritual director. Mm-hmm. Now, the um, we just talked earlier about hey, like fasting is good fasting Mm -hmm. is a good thing right but but if you think about anything right the devil uses good things and takes them to their extremes or miss or misuses them in some way so that they're Mm -hmm. no longer good he can do the same thing with penances and fasting Mm -hmm. right 
So it's important for us to have with us as we do some of these penances, like, for example, if you right now at your state in life are able to do bread and water, first of all, God bless you. Yeah, if you can, you know, that is seriously awesome. However, don't start it. Don't do it without first talking to a spiritual director. Yeah, get a second opinion on it. Seriously. Yeah, getting his blessing and having him peel back the layers of understanding of why you want to do it, whether Mm -hmm. or not it would be beneficial for you spiritually. He may say, hey, first of all, go talk to your doctor, right? Mm -hmm. And find out whether it's okay for you physically, things like that. Um, He may say yes, and that's fine Mm -hmm. because maybe he knows Mm -hmm. you, he knows where you are spiritually, but the idea here is to make sure that your intention and and your act is in line with something that is still good and still holy. Because what can happen is unchecked and 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 sort of left on its own, there are people who may think like, Oh, I'm doing penances, I'm wearing a hair shirt, I'm I'm <laughs> bread and sack. water, <laughs> I'm I'm flagellating myself, you know, like with this with like this rope whip rope. and yeah and I'm doing yeah. all these things and in fact these things are not not actually good for you they yeah. it causes a degradation of your spirit of your body yeah in, in a way that that God God doesn't want it for you right um, there have been you know there have been saints in the past who have done mm-hmm. special penances like this but you know all of them have done them sort of in the in the sight or in the under the guidance of a spiritual director and when told by a spiritual director to stop they stopped right yep. because in a sense here then the sacrifice for you isn't these acts that you're willing to do the the, the penance here is to subject yourself to your spiritual director and say mm-hmm. okay i want to do that but my spiritual director is telling me not. So subjecting my will even to that. Because mm-hmm. remember, the whole point of these penances is to subject our will, right? So if we're doing these penances because we want to, and someone says, no, don't do it, subjecting your will happens actually in the denial of doing that very thing you want to do. Right. Um, so it's really important. You know, I, there are a few people who um, I, I, I shared on, on uh, the uh, my other account like, hey, what are some Lenten penances you want to do? And someone said, hey, uh, you know, follow the old, like, the old rule of Lent and, and bread and water only until, um, or no eating anything until 3 p.m. And then after that's mm-hmm. bread and water. That's great if you're able to do that. Yeah. I would highly encourage anyone who's any, doing anything of that nature or something that really does put a strain on your body to first talk to your spiritual director. Yeah. It won't hurt. It yeah, and and it's just 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 uh you know looking out for for people who we we don't want people to get hurt honestly, um right. and you know I maybe you don't need to do a penance like as extreme in order to you know make a good you know Lenten uh, sacrifice right yeah 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 cool um yeah outside of that i think we're gonna keep you know we're gonna keep talking about sort of how our lent is going this is like a beautiful time of the year and Mm -hmm. i think um we asked on our on holy smokes the other day we're like how many people are excited for lent um everyone said yes except for like two people who we know personally who (laughs) were probably trolling us Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but everyone said yes and and even if you're not excited for lent um it's 
easy to recognize that it's a beautiful part of the church's tradition yep. and it's a beautiful part of the church's like liturgical um liturgical celebration and so we really invite you in this time of lent to to kind of journey journey a way that that brings you closer to our lord and, and that's really the point the point of lent is for us to reset and to kind of see where we're at see how far we've come from our Lord or see how Mm -hmm. much closer we want to be to our Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, this is a little bit of a longer podcast. So it uh, is everyone for listening. (laughs) (laughs) We're almost at one hour. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Um, no, just, um, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for everybody who participated in the giveaway. Um, we're and, thinking uh, of maybe having some, maybe some more in the future down the road, yeah. but again, thank and you. Congrats. Thank you. Who actually happens to be our, our Instagram yeah. winning winner giveaway. Thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> thank no. you. Thank you. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, if you're if you're listening to this uh, as we speak, we're, we're I'm going to be sending that over to you. So um, thank you for um, participating in that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, we just lost a follower. Oh gosh, <laughs> right, and, and thank you for listening to <laughs> the Holy Spokes podcast. See ya. Bye.